Hello and welcome to Tales from the Sisterhood, where we amplify conversations that matter. I am Joanne Schaub. And I'm Melanie Williams. And today we have a conversation for you about the five love languages. The five love languages is a book written by Gary Chapman. He has a list of five languages that he believes is exhaustive for every type of love and that each of us have a primary love language and a secondary love language um, that we want to be spoken to us, how we want to be loved. Yes. How we most want to receive love. Yes. So the first love language is words of affirmation. And this is using words to build up the other person. And he gives some examples like, thanks for taking the garbage out. Instead of, it's about time you took the garbage out, the flies were going to carry it out for you. (laughs) (laughs) So someone who is words of affirmation would naturally be driven to say kind things and complimentary things to the people that they care about. Um, My sister is words of affirmation and she's always just saying the sweetest things. Um, So the second love language is giving gifts. And by this, it means actually picking up little presents, giving physical gifts to people as a sign that uh, you are thinking about that person. It's a visual and physical representation of love. So people whose love language is gifts really love to receive gifts. They like, it doesn't have to be anything big. It can be a card or something you've made. Yes. The third one is acts of service. And this is doing something nice for your significant other that you know that they would like, like cooking a meal, washing dishes, you know, just something extra that maybe they don't normally do, but it kind of takes it off of your plate. And so that shows you that they're thinking of you and they're showing you love by doing an act of service. Yes. And then the next one, the fourth one is quality time. And this means that you give undivided attention to your loved one. So I think that that's an important distinction because we can be sitting next to each other and both be on our phones and really not be connecting. So quality time means directed attention, listening, spending time doing something that that person enjoys, taking a walk, watching a movie, talking about something. Yes. Then the final love language is physical touch. And that's like holding hands, hugging, kissing, being intimate. All of those are expressions of love. And Yes, I have lots to say about that one. <laughs> I, I think I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. So yeah. just to just to rehash, it's the it's words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, quality time, and physical touch. And we're all some kind of combination of these languages. Um, and there's actually a quiz online that Joanne and I took recently retook because we had both done this before and read the book before. Um, and then I had my kids who are nine and 14 take the quiz and then our husbands did as well. So uh, we'll share those fascinating results later in the podcast. 
But I think one of the things that was interesting was when I, Joanne, you and I were talking early on in our friendship and one of us mentioned the love languages, I think, and we realized yeah. that it was something we had both learned about. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. But it was, we were probably having some kind of conversation about our husbands and, and talking about their needs and our needs. And, and yeah, it came up that Melly and I had both been exposed to the five love languages and my experience, I didn't find out about the love languages until I was really deep into my marriage. Mm. Um, How many I years do you think? 10. Okay. Interesting. And yeah. So, and what's interesting, I think, is that around that 10 year mark, you know, without going into all the details of it, I wanted to get out of the marriage. I was just bored and I just didn't see where this was going and, or not going in the direction I wanted it to go. And, you know, I had told Dan, my husband that, you know, I, I just didn't want to be together anymore. Just, I didn't want to be roommates with somebody. And um, he went into panic mode and he contacted one of his best friends. His wife is an attorney, a divorce attorney. <laughs> so he actually went and talked to his friends, not about counsel, but about, you know, it was one of his only friends that he felt like he could share something that private, you know? And so he went to them and she said, read this book with Joanne. Mm -hmm. And I swear it's so crazy that a divorce attorney <laughs> turned our marriage on. <laughs> That's <laughs> turned awesome. it around. That's awesome. Isn't That's that, cool? that that is ironic in the true sense it of the is. word. Um well, I think that it's an interest. It's interesting because your experience was very different from mine. I found the five love languages when Chris and I were newlyweds. We had not even been married a year when I stumbled on this book, and so Chris and I fell in love really quickly. Um, I fell hard for him, and vice versa. But we were we are very different just our personalities and the way that we approach things. And of course, after being married, this will be our 19th wedding anniversary. We have come together more, but our courtship for lack of a less dated term was very passionate. Mm -hmm. And then once we got married, we kind of slipped into this place where we just, it was almost like we didn't know how to love each other. We were just missing yeah. each other. Yeah. And I was feeling very lonely and disconnected from him. And I'm, I'm fairly certain that he was having the same exact experience with me. And, um, and I just was really confused. I, you know, this was someone who I, was very excited to marry and it never occurred to me that we would end up in this situation. So somehow I don't remember how exactly I stumbled on the five love languages and read it and very quickly realized that this was going to be a game changer in my marriage and really the expression of love in my marriage, the successful expression of love, I guess I should say was because my my husband's primary love language is acts of service and mine is quality time. So in him expressing love to me, he was depriving me of what I wanted. So the best example is 
he like one Saturday, it was a beautiful day and he got up and spent the entire day washing, vacuuming, armor alling, waxing my car. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, thinking that he's just the best husband in the world and he's really loving me so great. And I'm sitting in the house by myself right. wondering why my husband doesn't want to spend any time with me. Yeah. And so, uh, coming to the realization, but also I'm not someone who, like, I don't feel like I need things done for me. I can do a lot of things for myself. Mm -hmm. So an acts of service expression of love is not something that I would naturally be overly appreciative of, you know, whereas if you take me for a walk or take me you know, out for the day, go for a hike, spend time with me. I feel very loved. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that was my introduction to the love languages. And it did not take me any time to realize that this could have a significant impact on my marriage. Yes. That's amazing. I love that you got started with it so early on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it, it really helped because as a woman, when all I wanted to do was spend time with him and he was off doing something that I did not value, the soundtrack that was playing in my head was, he doesn't want to spend time with you. He probably wishes he didn't marry you. You've <laughs> married a man who doesn't want to spend time with you. What are you doing? What is happening right. here? Yeah. You know, and so um, I was, because of the book, I was able to counter that language and just to even come out and say, Hey, that's great. Thanks for the clean car. But really what I'd love is just for us to hang out. And when I was able, cause I didn't even know what it was I was missing. Right. Exactly. You I don't know about the love languages until you know about them. Like Yes. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I wanted to, to tell you in our planning for this, that I wanted to talk about was also, um, the concept of the emotional bank. Yes. You know, and how, even though your primary love language might be one, you know, acts of service or whatever, when you're in a relationship where that, where the other person just continually deposits that in your life, you can actually have a shift where you're craving something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so. Well, I think in in Gary's book, it does say with different phases of your life, you know, your love language could shift. And that's why you and I decided to retake it. Yes. And by the way, everyone can take this at five lovelanguages.com and it's the number five. And uh, why don't we just tell everyone what our, okay. our results are? So you go through these 30 questions and just as an example, let me give you one of the questions. So Basically, all the questions start with, it's more mean, meaningful to me when, mm -hmm. and so then you get to choose one or the other, and you always just get to choose two, one or two. Um, you only get two choices. So it's my partner puts his arm around me when we're in public, or my partner surprises me with a gift. So if neither one of those are all that great to you, then you just pick the one that would be more meaningful to you. Right. And as you're taking the quiz, your choices actually customize it 
because it's prioritizing your languages. Like I noticed that yes. when my, when Chris took it, he had some, as he went through the quiz, his questions seemed different from mine because it was, you know, it was ranking his love languages. And then on at that same website, there is a quiz for teens, which my daughter took. And that was really interesting. Love and it. then there was a quiz for kids. Um, so yeah, I thought that, I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. So what are your love languages? So it's interesting because in the past, when I've taken this, I have scored 10 at there's 30 questions. So I've scored 10 in quality time and 10 in words of affirmation. Mm. Another time I've taken this, I've scored like 10 quality time and nine words of affirmation, but those are always like right up there at the top. And mm -hmm. then I dropped down all the way to five on receiving gifts, three physical touch and two acts of service. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. So mine, I, my first one is quality time and it's 10, mm -hmm. 10 out of 30. And then my second one is words of affirmation and it's nine out of 30. So oh, wow. you and I have the same, which I think is, might be interesting to kind of track your close friendships and whether people speak the same love right. language. Yeah. And then I am eight for physical touch. Okay. So wow, I'm high. high. Yeah. I'm high on those three. And then uh, I am three for acts of service and I am zero for gifts because I, <laughs> this girl ain't about stuff, y'all. Right. <laughs> it's very nice. You know, I'm not ever going to be like, I don't want that gift, but it's going to rank much lower than spending a day together. Right. Um, what if we spent a day using your gift? That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> yes. I think I could get behind that. Right. <laughs> Especially if somebody was saying words of affirmation and I was getting some form of physical right. touch. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I went on. But the funny thing is, uh, I, even though I score super high on quality time and I've always been a quality time person um, right now in my life <laughs> with my children being homeschooled and us living a slow paced lifestyle. I feel like the quality time that I need the most is just with myself. Mm, yeah. I have an abundance of quality time with my kids, especially my husband, you know, we, we connect pretty much every day. It's, it's rare when we don't have a, a, a chunk of time where we're really, connecting with each other. Right. Um, but so this has kind of been consistent for me, um, over the, over the years, my words of affirmation and physical touch will swap places sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, but otherwise they're pretty close to the same since, since I took them back in 2001, I right. think it was. So my, my husband's uh, physical touch, I don't know what his score is, but I'm just going to say it's like a 29. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a cat. He wants you to yeah. pet him. Right. He just loves to be hugged on and kissed on. And yeah. So, but I'll say that, you know, when we were given the book to read, it wasn't easy for us to implement. Ah. It wasn't easy. And honestly, until about a year ago, 
it was still challenging for us to actually meet each other's love language. Interesting. Because it's such the opposite of what we want to receive. Yeah. We had to really Mm. actually create that as a skill. Like, you know, how I had said before to you and to all of you too, that we do the whole date night in. Right. Part of that is so that one, I'm getting quality time and two, Mm -hmm. man is getting loved on, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's just, we've had to like really be intentional about our love languages because they don't match. Mm -hmm. And it was a little bit of a struggle in the beginning to find ways that were really going to be fulfilling for that person because Mm -hmm. it's not just, you know, it's not just going up and hugging someone. It's, the feeling behind it too. Right. Right. Yes, definitely. Um, well, it's the crazy thing on my end is that today, <laughs> right before this podcast, Chris took the quiz mm-hmm. and I read the book back in like 2001. He did not read the book. Okay. I probably told him about it, mm-hmm. but I really viewed this as something that I was implementing in my own life, um, not as much as something that we were doing together. I think I explained it to him, but as soon as I read the book, I knew his love language was love language was acts of service. And, um, so today when he took the quiz, I was upstairs and he called up to me and said, I finished. And I came down and I, I told him not to tell me that I was going to guess. And I told him, uh, I said, your acts of yeah. service, quality time, physical touch, receiving gifts and words of affirmation in that order. And he was like, yes. So I nailed and, it. <laughs> I, and he nine on acts of service, okay. nine on quality time. So I'm 10 on quality time and he's nine on quality time. Oh, that's good. That's a good match there. And then he's eight on physical touch and I'm eight on physical touch. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And then he's three on receiving gifts and one on words of affirmation. And I'm so mine, mine is switched there that I've got acts of service and then receiving gifts. But, um, I don't know that that would have been true for him when we first got married because right. he, he, he does not come from a family that is physically affectionate. Mm-hmm. And so I think that even though he had that need for physical affection, it was something he kind of had to grow into himself right. his comfort level with it. Um, but he is definitely the man who is going to, um, I mean, he does everything. He will fold laundry. He, he cleans the house better than I do. If I ever go out of town, I come home and it's like, he's hired an entire cleaning. Oh, wow. He, you know, he built a guest house. He, he's very much about the physical act. Right. Um, And it's been funny because now that we have this vocabulary, uh, we use it to, help the other person see like to today getting ready for the podcast, my daughter and son needed to be picked up. And I said to him, I said, you can do me an acts of service mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. go pick the kids up so I can stay home. Yeah. And then he'll... this goes back to what you were saying before about uh, filling that emotional bank. Yes. So it's like, Hey, this is how you can express love to me. This is what I mm-hmm. need right now. And right. So having that communication, I think is really awesome. Yeah. And then, and then that frees the other person 
up. I think that that is a lesson that I have learned in my adult years that I would love to impart to the younger people in our audience. And if I could go back in time, ask for what you need. I know it. Our, our partners in life, our mm -hmm. friends, our families, they are not telepathic. They cannot read our minds. And, you know, I used to think if Chris really loved me, okay, let's just let this whole twisted mind boondoggle settle in. If he really loved me, he would know what I needed. That is not a twisted way of thinking because my husband has literally thought that for 20 years of our relationship. <laughs> yeah. So and, and, that's and normal. my husband's cleaning my car. I don't care anything about a clean car. Right. I, yeah. I never have, never will. And he's like, Ooh, I'm the best husband ever. Yeah. So, um, I think at any time you have the same vocabulary in a relationship, it really is helpful to speed yes. things along. Um, so I'm, I'm very grateful in my life that this tool came along. Um, one thing I wanted to say that he, he mentions this in the book and it was my experience as well, that oftentimes when we step into that marital role, what we do is then we, we mimic what we know. Mm -hmm. So I become my mom, he becomes his dad. Mm -hmm. And that yes. is exactly what happened. Dan went on the charge to provide for me, provide a house, nice cars, you know what I mean? Just make sure everything was hooked up. Right. I went into clean the house, mm -hmm. you know, do like the typical wife, you know, role, like back in the seventies and eighties <laughs> when my mom was demonstrating to me, you know, what, what a woman does, you know, mm -hmm. she didn't have a career until I was in high school, you know? So I was instilled with, this is how you take care of your husband, you know? Right. right. My husband didn't care about me cleaning my house, cleaning the house, he cared about loving and doving on me, you know, lovey-dovey. <laughs> and you're like, I don't have any energy for loving and doving because I've been cleaning the daggum house all day. Know, right? <laughs> yes. uh, it, it, it is funny. I think it's important too, because this happens when we have children too, right? Yeah. We go into these roles. So I think, you know, this whole like, conversation, all these conversations that we have are about bringing consciousness to our lives. Mm -hmm. And this is another aspect of just bringing consciousness to, to bringing it to the surface so that we know what's going on versus like you were saying, thinking that, you know, the other person should just, because they love me so much, they should just know what I want right. and being willing to communicate and, you know, ask for what you want. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really, I, I, I value this book very highly. And mm -hmm. I was telling you before, like when I first heard it, I applied it just to myself. But then as I became a life coach, I wanted to listen to the other books. So I had gotten like the teenage one and the children's one and the singles one. I was like, I want to listen to all of them mm -hmm. because I just felt like it was such a, it's just such good 
stuff to know. I mean, any relationship and you had mentioned earlier just about, you know, your friends and how interesting is it that you and I are both quality time and words of affirmation and we do do that for each other. You have made so much time for me. We don't live near each other, but you make time for me and you make me feel important to you, you know? And you also like, you'll tell me nice things about myself. And if I say something not so nice, you're like, stop. (laughs) Stop it right there. You got time for that. Right. I got time for that. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. yeah. I, 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 looking back on my life, if I had known this, that these were the things I needed. Mm hmm. I think that I would have made some different choices, not that I live with regret or anything like that. But even, even though we're talking about this in the context of an, uh, a romantic relationship, it's also very true for me. My love languages are the same across the board mm-hmm. you know, with my children, with friends. Um, when I meet somebody that I want to build a friendship with, if, if it becomes apparent that they are just busy to the point where we're not going to spend any time together, right. that, that tells me that that friendship is not going to happen at this time. Maybe. Right. Things, you know, and I have very dear friends. Um, like I have a friend, Natalie, who, you know, through our mastermind group, um, she is very dear to me, but I see her, even though we live in the same town, like once every couple of months. So I make an effort to reach out to her and just con, you know, keep in touch with what's going on in her life. And, Mm -hmm. and I would love to spend more time with her, but she's very busy. She has young children. She's building a business. And I know that she's the kind of person that matters enough to me that I'll continue to make the effort right to get time with her. I love Um, it. And then some people I just am like, okay, this, this relationship is not worth taking that time or making that effort. Yeah. So, um, I think, I think it is a tool that can help you with relationships in general, whether they're romantic or anything like that. I had this vision of you handing a new potential friend the quiz. Like, let me just go ahead and give this to you. <laughs> can Can you answer these thirty questions, please? <laughs> Do you rather? Uh, <laughs> would you rather get a small gift, which I'm never going to give you, so don't right. get your hopes up? <laughs> hey, but that's funny because, like, I first met you, and then you, like, within two weeks, sent me a gift. Remember? I know. And that is the most random thing I sent. I sent you a coloring book that I, that was, but do you remember, you do remember because you're still coloring in it. What's in that book? Oh yeah. Oh, lots of words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Yes. (laughs) And I figured it would be like, we could both be coloring and it would be like we were hanging out. So it was a a long distance tool for. (laughs) It's been great. I love it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, So our husbands have very different love languages than us. And we're, it's, it's important to know that that we're not saying when, once I realized that Chris and I had different love languages, I wasn't like made a mistake with this guy. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, buddy. 
you're going to have to hit the bricks. I'm going to find somebody else. You know, you just kind of figure out you do how how to better love that person. And uh, it's, it is a funny journey with Chris because if he comes home and I have cut the grass, Mm -hmm. he is the happiest man with the most full love tank. Wow. Or uh, he came home the other day and I had figured out how to put some outlets back in and put the covers on him them so he didn't have to do it when he got home. I didn't want to do that. There wasn't any part of me that wanted to prioritize that, but I couldn't wait. Now I've learned and it makes me so happy to do those things for him because he does have such a big reaction and he's so mm. proud of me when I do things and yeah. it just lights him up. Like, yeah. Yeah, surprise. Well, you know, date. all I have to do is give Dan a big hug when he gets home. <laughs> and I can but sometimes, throw. I'm sure with two young kids, the last thing yeah. that you want is anybody else touching you or in oh, your space. Yeah. And, you know, I breastfed for like five years straight almost. <laughs> so. I know that I, it sounded like an exaggeration, but it's not. It's, it's literally not. the truth. It's the truth. 1,743 days. That's amazing. Um, I had to do that. (laughs) I was proud of myself. You need a badge. That's right. I wear it. So yes. So yeah, today it was funny because when Dan got home, a lot of times I'll be in the middle of preparing for dinner, right? Mm -hmm. But today when he got home, I just was in a space where I could just fully give him a full on hug and kiss, you know, and just be like, Oh, I missed you. I'm glad to see you. And, Aww. you know, and it just, you, I could just tell like his body language. I could just mm-hmm. tell like how he was feeling. Like it just made him feel really good. So to have that power, you know, mm-hmm. not a manipulative kind of power, but to have that much power to, in my hands to just mm-hmm. show somebody how much I love them when. Yes. Yes. It's, it's a very powerful tool. Yes, it, it is, it is such a powerful tool. And what I want to articulate and I might not do a good job is the the word is not shortcut, but you just have such a greater success opportunity when you're expressing love to someone in the language that they speak. And this has been really insightful for me with my son in particular, and he's nine and a half. So I believe his love languages will change, but Mm -hmm. he is very high on words of affirmation and physical touch. Yeah. And that's not something that I speak really naturally with him. You know, I'm very cuddly and everything with my husband and I am affectionate to my kids, but if Cole would love to be a kangaroo and just climb right back into the pouch, (laughs) travel around that way for the rest of his life, you know, and, and he just loves to hug and he loves to, I mean, he tells me all the time, ever since he was little, I remember he was like two years old and we were in the parking lot of something and he just put both his hands on my face. And he said, you're as beautiful as a diamond. And he's just always saying the sweetest, kindest things. And that's really amazing. But then having him take this quiz has opened up a new dialogue with him because it helped him to realize that he wasn't always 
having love expressed to him within our family in the way that felt the best to him. Right. You know, he wanted more words of affirmation from me. He wanted mm -hmm. more cuddles and snuggles and things like that from me. And now he's asking for it. And he actually told me yesterday, he was like, he said, I, I told you, I wanted you to say really nice things to me. And I don't know that you've, that you've really improved on that. Oh, and you know, I, yep. I mean, I, I do say nice things to him, obviously, but he wants that concentrated, focused, mm -hmm. just really deep. I appreciate this about you, Cole, right. and not good job, buddy. I love you, buddy. That kind of stuff, which is what I say <laughs> all day long, but he wants to hear what is fantastic about him from somebody who he and I would get along so great. <laughs> You probably, you probably will get along great once you, once you meet. And then I also realized, and he and I had this conversation because I am higher. I like acts of service are one of the ways, I guess, because of my marriage, like I need acts of service from my kids. Right. Yes. I need freaking help around the house y'all. Yes. And, um, and he was, I was washing dishes and he came over and he's like, that shirt is so pretty on you. You look beautiful. Um, and I said, that's great. <laughs> Thank <laughs> but, you. And you show me some love by helping me out in right. the kitchen. And he looked at me and he said, if I wash these dishes for you, it'll make you feel loved. Like it was like this huge revelation to him. Aww. And, and I told him, mm. yes, it will. And, and he jumped right on it. And Wow. You know, and he told me, he said, if you need help, just let me know that I can, that I can love you and, and help. Oh. And it, and it helped to motivate him to do something that I was needing, but he didn't realize that that was a love thing. He thought it was right. just a, yeah, just, just a, a chore request. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm over here asking my kids, who's the best mom? <laughs> who's the best mom you know <laughs> they're like you're the best mom I'm like yes, I'm the best mom <laughs> right I told you I was the best mom I'm gonna affirm <laughs> myself right okay, me. yeah and, you know I, I hadn't ever thought of this but when you said that it makes me wonder if people who have words of affirmation high on their list if we don't practice affirming ourselves if we struggle more with <gasps> negative self-talk like right. you have to you have to affirm yourself. Mm -hmm. So, so having this tool, if you were to go into a new relationship with this, number one, you could assess the person and the viability for them being able to really um, fulfill your needs. Mm -hmm. If that, if you are quality time and the other person just, you know, is a doctor or something and they're going to be working 90 hours a week, yeah. Or they're in the service and they're going to be gone for months at a time or whatever, oh or they travel, then yes. that's going to be a really difficult fit for you. Yeah, um, I'm thinking of two relationships right now that my friends have that I can tell that their love languages are out of whack, you know, mm -hmm. lately. 
Mm-hmm. And one of my friends, she said when she married her husband, he became a different person. Like he was so attentive and just like, oh my gosh, could do anything for her. Mm-hmm. And then when they got married, it was like, okay, I'm the husband now. Like I've, I've won you. I've won right. you over, you know? Right. Do that stuff anymore. And she was like, wait a minute. Right. Keep winning at this. Like (laughs) that. Yeah. I think that that's not uncommon. That sounds pretty, uh, pretty much like most women's. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, because you were saying about if you knew this ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is what should be part of like getting ready to get married. I mean, yes. Be honest. Counseling. So, any of you out there who know somebody who's dating or going to date, and even with my kids, um, they both know this. And so Cole, I, I talked about Cole's, but then Savannah took the test too. And she is really high quality time. She's a 12 okay. on quality time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then she's eight on acts of service, six on words of affirmation, three on receiving gifts and one on physical touch. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the physical touch being so very low for her is she's a teenage girl. Right. And she's got this bubble, mm-hmm. you know, um, but she's funny too, because sometimes she just doesn't want to be close to anybody. And then sometimes I can't hardly wash the dishes for her hanging on to me and trying to, you know, climb back in the marsupial pouch. <laughs> um, I'm apparently rocking. Um, so she and I had this conversation about when she starts dating, which resulted in many eye rolls and discomfort on her part, but oh um, boy! also just talking to her about her friends and what, what matters to her. Yeah. When you were talking about, it, I was like, you know, this is a great tool for a mom to have. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, okay, well, my kid is always asking to hang out with her friends. Well, right. that makes sense because quality, quality time. time. Yes. Yep. Well, we could talk all night about this. Yeah. Just keep going forever. Well, the only other thing that I have in my notes is that, uh, the question about whether the love that you speak, what you naturally give as love is different than the love that you want to receive. I think it is. What do you think? Well, in my case, I don't think it's different for me because okay. the way that I show love is to give you time. Yeah. And the way that I receive love is to spend time. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. You're right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to think my mom, I would think is gifts. She's mm-hmm. the most thoughtful person. No. Like you get a card from her. She would send gift packages to my kids for St. Patrick's Day, Halloween, Valentine's, yeah. I mean, St. Patrick's Day. Like who sends gifts on St. Patrick's Day? Um, <laughs> Your and mom. Then, right. And I am not right. gifts. I'm zero. Mm-hmm. So it, it has made me aware that she's always, I mean, my kids and I, for that Valentine's day, my mom sent my kids and I each a card with a gift certificate, a little gift card from Chick-fil-A, but she wrote in Cole's card, she wrote like 10 jokes about Valentine's. Oh my goodness. And then I, and then on mine, she wrote like this long list of all the things about me that she loves. Wow. 
And then she actually intentionally left a blank page in the card for me to record things that I celebrate about myself. Wow. Yeah. So really put some thought into this. Exactly. She really, really did ahead of time, you know, and um, so I wonder if it's been hard for her to have that love language and have a child that just doesn't speak it. Mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> sorry, mom. I love you very much. I appreciate you. I'll we just don't you speak the same language. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. So you said that you think you, it, that people do receive love differently than they speak it. Like, do you have an example of that? Is that true for you? Well, I think that, you know, operating in a, in an unconscious way, the way that I had been with Dan in the beginning, I was just doing what I saw a wife do Mm. in my past. Mm -hmm. So in that way I was thinking, yeah, it was opposite, but. Okay. So you were thinking what you naturally speak without training yourself. Right. But thinking about it on a conscious level, I'm like, no, I I do. Quality time is what I want most. And I do give that quality time. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, yes, I am all about the quality time. Me too. And I think that that first part of it is really important that it's got to be, for me, it's not quality time sitting next to Chris watching ESPN. No, 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 no. That's not, that's unless not you were both time. like super into it and you were like, you know. right. So that's where the part, the quality part comes in. The quality. Yeah. I that's remember quality in your book. Not that long ago, I went out with a couple of women and, <laughs> and uh, I came home and my family was like, how was it? And I said, well, I, there was really no point in going because the two other ladies I was with literally were on their phones the entire time we were together and they were trying to hold a conversation with me and be on their phones at the same time. And it just was the biggest waste of time. Yes. That's not quality friends. That is not quality at all. And I think that that is, you know, something to point out that when your love language is quality time, for example, and people are not getting that or giving you that Mm -hmm. it's almost like they're taking away so it's like Mm -hmm. during that experience this is like depleting Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and instead of filling you up because you still were with them right and they were making some effort Mm. but it was kind of like a half-hearted effort but yes so the love languages have been a big deal and i love that it's something that we've both seen the benefits of, and I, I really think it's cool that on the website, he's got the test for the teenagers. Um, it, it is very introspective. If you have teens, I highly recommend getting them to take the quiz because it really, it really has them ask themselves a lot of questions about when they feel fulfilled in a relationship. And it's not at all romantic. Right. That's not how it's geared for a teenager. But I think some of the questions really made Savannah sit and think for a little while. She was like, well, you know, how, how would I feel in that scenario? So it's, it's a, 
it's a great tool to allow you to speak up for what you need. So you make sure that you, you are getting what you need, but also you're helping the people who love you to succeed at loving you because that's one of the greatest joys in life. When you know that you're loving the people that matter to you really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, when I have really put this into practice, it's so easy for my husband to return that mm-hmm. love language, those words of affirmation mm-hmm. and, you know, cause mine are quality time words of affirmation. And when he's feeling that love, it's easy for him to be complimentary to me, mm-hmm. you know? So yes, it's a win, win. It's a win, win. It's a win, win. All right. So I think we've. Yep. Padded this one up. Yep. Yep. We've amplified this conversation. We have. And please, uh, please let us know what your experience is. If you've, if you have read the book and done, you know, the quiz on yourself and your loved ones, what is your experience? Do you find this to be helpful to you? Um, Do you have any tips for expressing love languages better. You know, if you don't, if you don't speak a a language that somebody else speaks, how do you show that person love? Uh, So thanks for listening. Yes. Thank you. And it is all good in the sisterhood. It is. Y'all have a good night.